at the movies i am matt i'm ashley and we are joined by our friend ryan hello ryan hello uh ryan uh is a podcaster who has invited us on his show before and you can find him on twitter at coolness pod ryan and you can also find him on instagram at the coolness chronicles and so yeah we've been on his show and talked about um, Amadeus, and I forget the other one we talked about, but we've been on there a couple times. The Swarm. The, the Swarm. swarm. Yes, of course. <laughs> How could I forget that? And so we wanted to invite him onto our program and uh, have him talk about a movie with us. And he has chosen Pee-wee's Big Adventure from 1985. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Ryan. Tell us about Tell us about this film. This movie is a masterpiece. This is my heart and soul on celluloid. I literally love every single thing about this movie. And every single time that I revisit it, I find it more enriching and more uh, just adorable. Adorable is a word that I try not to use that often because when used properly, it accurately actually conveys something. But in the case of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, there's no real word that really encompasses everything properly better than adorable. Awesome. So what... Do you, what do you like about it? What do you find adorable about it? Well, what I like about it is that like Pee-wee's Playhouse, which it spawned, which debuted the year after this, it really is kind of Paul Rubens's thesis statement on how humankind should treat each other. And it, basically the way that Pee-wee goes through life is that he doesn't judge anybody. In every single situation that he finds himself in, he finds himself either changed by the experience or having changed the person that he's interacted with. Like there's a moment where he gets picked up uh, hitchhiking by this guy named Mickey, who is a ex-convict who's just escaped from prison. And the reason that he was in prison was because he cut one of those safety tags off a mattress, which is illegal. <laughs> You're not supposed to do. And when he points out that that's what he did and that's why he's on the run, Pee-wee's first response is, I always thought that was a dumb law. So he's already he's already willing to to see the other the other side of the of the perspective. And by the next couple of minutes, he ends up disguising himself as Mickey's wife so that he can escape from the cops because he knows that Mickey didn't do anything wrong. And then, of course, Mickey comes back in the end in the third act when everybody is collected at the drive in theater to watch Pee Wee's movie. And he even tries to slip him a nail file inside a hot dog <laughs> yes. because he will not give up on anybody. And that's what I love about Pee Wee Herman, that I think that we could all if we were all more like Pee Wee as people, this would be a much better place to live in. But unfortunately, we're not like Pee Wee, but we can experience him vicariously and we can live his experiences and we can treat people the way that they want to be treated. And that is the message of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Amen to that. <laughs> Um, so I love this movie quite a bit, too. And, uh, you know, it's just like Pee-wee. It has this uh, childlike sensibility. It has a, a goofiness. There's an eccentricity to it. It's strange. Um, there's an innocence to it, too, like, like Pee-wee himself. And I don't know, you know, growing up in the 80s, as I did, um, you, you became very familiar with the character of Pee-wee. And he's, he's part of our culture 
as we were watching the movie again for this, I, I kind of took a step back and was just kind of admiring what a strange and original character this is. And, you know, we take it for granted, for granted now, but um, what, what an interesting creation. And, I mean, Paul Rubens just embodies this character. In fact, whenever I see Paul Rubens not in Pee-wee character, it seems a little off, right? Things, the world doesn't seem quite right. Um, no, this is, it's, a, it's a fascinating character. And this, is, this movie is a wonderful vehicle for the character. Um, it's really just an excuse to put him in different situations and see how he reacts and how the world reacts around him. Um, and it's just, a, you know, it's full of wonderful... The script, you know, it's a simple plot, but the script is full of wonderful lines, memorable lines that we still quote today, mm-hmm. uh, and just full of sight gags. Um, so it's just a, it's just a fun, fun movie to watch. Yeah, I'm not even sure we've talked about the plot. The that right. Pee Wee Herman has this bike and uh, bicycle, and he loves it, and it gets stolen when he's out at a outdoor mall one day, and so he then goes on this quest, and he runs across. Uh, various aspects of humanity uh, <laughs> on his on his journey to to find his bike uh, to be to go to the Alamo to find it in the basement <laughs> exactly the basement of the Alamo which uh, does not exist no I uh, yeah this movie has meant so much to me and it was nice to revisit it for this episode um, I remember seeing it at the theater with my parents um, my dad I remember my dad belly laughing at the part where you know. Uh, Pee Wee initially upsets a biker gang and then he does the, he dances to Tequila, the song Tequila, and then they give him a bicycle, uh, a bicycle, a motorbike, and, uh, he takes off in it and hits a sign and, <laughs> and, and falls over. And my dad thought that was hilarious. Um, See, now I'm envious because I was born the year after this came out. Uh. So I've never had the, I've never had the privilege of seeing it in a movie theater. But that sounds like such a special experience. <laughs> it was. I, it's really difficult to, to explain, like, what impact this kind of had culturally, at least for a little bit. And I don't know. It obviously would have varied from place to place. But I remember kids on the playground of the school I was at in grade school, um, we we all of a sudden started quoting it, particularly the I know you are, but what am I and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I'm that listening he, to reason. Exactly. <laughs> um, it was just hilarious. And I still... Every time I have a hot dog, like if I like so, <laughs> if I if I go to like a fast food joint like Wiener Schnitzel or whatever place has hot dogs and and I bring it back and I'm giving out the hot dogs to people, to this day, even if people don't know what I'm talking about, I will hand one to them. I'll be like one foot long, <laughs> and uh, yeah, people think I'm weird, but I, I love that. Or uh, yeah, but I should mention this was directed by Tim Burton. This is feature film debut, and it was. Co-written by Michael Varhol, Paul Rubens, who plays PV, and uh, the late great Phil Hartman, who actually yes. makes an appearance in this. Mm-hmm. Um, plays a reporter. Yeah. So, do you have what are your like favorite moments from this, uh, Ryan? Favorite moments. Well, uh, the top for me is simply because I'm I'm a big Tim Burton devotee. This might actually be still my favorite of his movies, although Ed Wood comes close. Hmm. But the the clown dream. <laughs> where Pee Wee has a stress nightmare about clowns uh, having taken his bike and dismantling it and performing surgery on it. I guess unlawful surgery, I guess, because, you know, the bike can't consent. But uh, <laughs> and ends up uh, plummeting it into hell 
where uh, <laughs> the villain Francis appears as the devil. Uh, it's one of those moments where it's it, it's a perfect confluence of what Tim Burton can bring to live action that he brings from animation. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of composition and it's like a live action cartoon. And I think when this movie works best, it functions like a Looney Tunes, Merry Melodies cartoon. And it feels like at the same time as it's contemporary and modern, it feels like a throwback. That is something that is it's not precious, but it's it's uh, it's an homage to that that kind of uh, rubber band reality mm-hmm. that I really appreciate. Speaking of you, the Looney Tunes thing kind of reminded me of cartoons, which reminded me of that scene where um, Mickey, the convict, uh, drops him off in the middle of the desert. And then it's just this blackout scene where you just see, obviously, cartoon eyes that are supposed to re- represent Pee-wee's eyes. Uh, before he then, he puts on some, like, weird kind of goggle things. And then, yeah, yeah it's just all these animals. Are- Lamb goggles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I love the, the dream sequences as well. And I think that's where, you know, the fact that this was directed by Tim Burton, it seems like a perfect match because his sensibility for me, at least in his earlier films... Um, he, there was always something a bit childlike about his, uh, his point of view and, but also with this edge to it, um, a satirical edge, uh, a slightly, you know, a dark edge, something a little sinister sometimes. And that really comes through. And I think in those, in those dream sequences, and those are some of my favorite, favorite moments too. Um, but and they feel like real dreams that someone could have, right, right. Which is not something that really, I don't think a lot of dream sequences in, in movies really uh, approximates properly. Yeah. Is that it feels like, uh, I, I swear, I mean, I've not had that specific stress nightmare before, but I've had something that closely hinges on that. Yeah. Uh, the movie, you know, looks great. It's, it, it fits the subject matter. It's kind of, it's bright and colorful and... Um, the score, we should talk about the score. Uh, Danny Elfman, frequent collaborator with uh, Tim Burton. It's perfect for this movie. It's kind of bouncy and buoyant. and mm-hmm. it fits It's so haunted m- carnival music. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it fits so many different scenes so well. I mean, I was particularly noticing it um, this last time I watched it. The, uh, like when Pee Wee is, uh, after his bike's been stolen, he has a, <laughs> a meeting of like the neighborhood in his basement. And it's just, <laughs> this is hilarious. But the scene where he's just like kind of going over the series of events and uh, it, the music goes along so well with that. And then also when Pee Wee is um, walking through a, a, like a back alley, uh, right before he meets the, uh, the <clears throat> quote unquote clairvoyant, uh, <laughs> who sends him to the Alamo, uh, he's just, so the, Tim Burton directed that really well. I mean, you've got like the, the big sh- Pee Wee's shadow cast across the, 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 the walls. And then t- Danny Elfman's score is really good with that as well. Yeah, the visuals like approximate like German expressionism, which is enough of a disconnect for a movie that is Pee Wee's Big Adventure, mm-hmm. but so uh, well conceived with the music. Like when the bike gets stolen and he discovers it, there's like Bernard Herrmann strings <laughs> that recall like the, the shower scene in Psycho that are just like palpable. Like you, mm-hmm. you feel his anguish in that moment. And a lot of that has to do with Danny Elkman's score, which I... Like this being still probably my favorite Tim Burton movie, this is probably still my favorite Danny Elfman score. <laughs> he peaked early. He did. You know, I, I want to be positive here. I will say Tim Burton felt a really fresh 
uh, and Danny Elfman scored two. The, 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 Tim Burton, Danny Elfman felt really fresh early on in their careers here. And then, I don't know, I, they've just sort of been kind of, maybe we're just so used to like, you know, the, the Tim Burton thing now that it doesn't look as, I don't know. I don't know. This was like, when, when this movie came on the scene, I had not seen anything like it before. And now, I mean, yeah, now I have. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was, I mean, there was a time where he was a true auteur. Like mm-hmm. it was his, his identity stamped on the screen. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the perfect encapsulations of that. You know, one thing I want to say too about this movie, this, when I just rewatched it recently through adult eyes um, versus as a kid is I was reminded, I had to be reminded that like Pee Wee is kind of a, a, he's like a man child. Like he, he's a child in a man's body. And I kind of forgot that that was part of the thing because as a kid, um, I just took that for granted. And, uh, his relationship with Dottie, who works in, in, in Chuck's Bikerama, um, he doesn't really have a relationship with her, like not a romantic one. She, she would like that to be romantic, but Pee Wee is totally fine just, um, knowing her as a, as a fellow person. And as a kid, I did not bat an eyelid at that. To me, that was just like, cause you know what? This, I was like nine when this came out. So when you're like nine, a lot of times that's just kind of how you view things. As an adult, I was just sitting here watching it kind of like, why doesn't he fall for her? Why, why, why are, I, I kept wanting for there to be some sort of romantic relationship because I don't know, as an adult, that's what you, I guess, grow accustomed to, particularly seeing that in movies. And so, I had to remind myself, like, no, 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 Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's actually kind of a, Pee-wee's a kid. He's just a kid in a man's body, so that's, this makes perfect sense. He's asexual. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you so, want to see a romance with Pee-wee, watch Big Top Pee-wee, which is the sequel to this, which I had never seen until a couple days ago. And he has a romance with Valeria Galino that uh, I found quite unsettling because hmm. I was so used to him being a non-sexual being. And to see him in a romance uh, did not fit right for me. Ah. You know, it's been years since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, and then did you see, so Ryan, did you see his movie? He did uh, uh, PB's Big Holiday, I think it was what it's called. It came yeah. out in 2016. Yeah, How I was that? I liked that quite a bit. Oh, okay. That I have not seen. So we'll have to take a look out for that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, any, any closing thoughts on, the, on this uh, movie? Uh, just that I, I love it so very much. I love literally every single thing about it. I think that if you've never seen it, you have no excuse at this point. You, you need to watch it. It is, it is a, not many movies are perfect, but I think that this movie is perfect in almost every single way. Mm-hmm. It is a, a stone cold classic. Um, so we, on, on this show, we typically give a score for films anywhere from zero to 10, 10 being the best. So out of 10, what would you give this, uh, Ryan? This is a 10. This All is right. unquestionably a 10. All right, Ashley? I will give it a 9. And I give it a 9.5. So our score is a 9.5. And, and that is PB's Big Adventure. And uh, Ryan, thank you for, for being with us again today. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. And so that's our friend Ryan. You can find him on Instagram at The Coolness Chronicles and on Twitter at Coolness Pod Ryan. And thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.